know the music? Anybody, do you know the music? What is the music? As the kids are being uh, uh, dismissed to head down to uh, kids' church. Uh, um, what's the music from? What's the music from? Sunday Night Football? I don't know. Is it Sunday Night Football or is that uh, Fox Football? I don't know which one it is, but it's football music, right? And so uh, this morning, uh, we're going to be talking about football and fatherhood. Football and fatherhood. Football and parenting. Uh, if you really want to be a good dad, if you want to be a good parent, uh, really you need to understand and you need to be able to teach your kids some things about football. If you want to be a good dad, you need to understand some things about football. And so I'm going to try to do my best and kind of teach you some things about football. Football and fatherhood. Now there's, there's somebody that's really important to football. And... Um, uh, you guys watch football? Any football fans? Any football fans? Probably not a Packer fan in the place, right? Because nobody's a Packer fan. A Bears fans? Bears fans? Bears fans? Nobody's a Bear fan? Nobody's... Boo, there we go. Yeah, nobody wants to admit any of that stuff. Hey, listen. Uh, these uh, football. You watch football. Uh, a couple of different teams. Uh, and they are, they are, they're in a battle. They are fighting against one another. And uh, you've got these, uh, you got these players, right? Uh, these players are making millions and millions and millions of dollars, right? And you got... Uh, two sides of the teams here on the opposite sides of the line and uh, these uh, maybe a couple of guys here with a collective weight maybe their collective weight might be over 600 pounds right these two guys making millions of dollars just smashing into each other as hard as they can trying to advance that ball a little bit farther in the direction that they uh, want it to go they're, they're making millions of dollars and uh, there's referees referees are out there on the field you know you know how much a referee gets paid $12,000 every game that's pretty a good gig if you can get that, right? Making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year to show up. They're out there throwing the flags, blowing the whistles. They're there on the team. And uh, everybody thinks that the player is the most important person on the team, right? You say, you know, they're, they're the one, you know, that quarterback, uh, Tom Brady, you know, MVP, right? He's the most important guy. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. No, he, he doesn't make any of the rules for football, does he? Nope. The referees are there, right? The referees, you know what referees do? Nothing. They don't make a single rule for football. They are not the most important people uh, that are out there on the game, right? Because the coach, the coach is the one that's calling all the plays, right? They are absolutely worthless to the game of football. They don't do anything. They, you realize uh, the, uh, the players, they don't make the rules. Uh, they don't set up the, bo- the boundaries or guidelines. And, and the, the referees, uh, they, they don't make any of the rules. They don't, none of that, right? Uh, the fans, the fans are all there. They are the ones cheering on their team. We all know that the fans are a bunch of pathetic people that have spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars to go to a game uh, to cheer for uh, a team that they will never meet any of the players their entire life, right? The fans are the most important. Oh, wait. Oh, no. The owner. The owners. The owners are the most important. They own own the teams, right? Do you know that the owners, the owners can't change one rule of the game if they want to? They can't. They don't get, do you, where's this thing going? The player is not the most important part of the team, any of the teams. They, they can't make any of the rules. You know that if you wanted to buy an NFL team, you can't. If you wanted to buy one, you can't without this other guy's permission. If you wanted to change a rule, you can't do it without this other guy's. If you wanted to change the dimensions of the field or the rules of the game, if you wanted to throw a flag on one play and not throw a flag on another play, you can't without the all-important, the one guy that has all of the authority over all of this is the commissioner, the commissioner of football. 
You can't buy a team without the commissioner's approval. You can't sell a team without the commissioner's approval. You can't change a rule. You know, for some years, uh, they, they tweak the rules a little bit, and they're a little bit different. The commissioner, everyone is under the authority of the commissioner when it comes to football. Everyone is under the authority of the commissioner when it comes to football. Dads, if you want to be a good parent, dads, you need to understand and you need to teach your kids that everyone in your household, everyone in the school your kid goes to, everyone in the place where you work, they are all under the authority of the same one all-knowing, all-powerful commissioner, and that is God Almighty, the creator of all things. It doesn't matter what you think a rule might be or you want the rule to be. None of that matters. It all comes under the authority of the one true almighty God, the creator of all things, who sent his son, Jesus Christ, to this earth. He is the one that makes the rules and everyone else is to adhere to his rules. Rule number one, when it comes to football, we all answer to the commissioner. Rule number one, when it comes to living out your life as a human being on planet Earth, we are all under the authority of the one true God. And we all answer to him. Make sense? Now, There's another guy that uh, is so crucial to the game of football. He is so important that without him, football cannot be played. The game will not take place. And he needs some special things to make that happen. This guy is crucial to the game. Watch this video. such as the water flushing system. For flushing the spray assemblies quickly, 
works well for either the four-inch spray box or the hash marker bordering box. This prevents the paint from drying on the spray tips while refilling the paint tank. When numbering the field or spreading logos, you can get the hand spray gun attachment. The two-inch spray box is excellent for painting tracks and outdoor basketball courts and tennis courts. With the above attachments, you can quickly and easily dress up your field just like the big universities and professional teams. Wouldn't you like to play with one of those? <clears throat> the groundskeeper. The groundskeeper. Football cannot happen without the groundskeeper. Do you understand that? Here's why. Did you hear how many times they said exact measurements, exact measurements, exact measurements? Here's the deal. The commissioner of football has established the boundaries of the game. And without the groundskeeper, the boundaries aren't there. Dads, parents, you are to be the groundskeeper. You are to set up the boundaries for your kids. Kids need boundaries, and it's your job to set them up and to enforce them. Now, maybe like you, when I was a kid, uh, we get the neighborhood guys all together, and we go down to a corner lot, and we'd play football. And in the corner lot, uh, there was we didn't have one of those fancy machines to lay it all out there. But what we did have, is down at one end of this empty lot, there was a fence post. And down at the other end of this empty lot, uh, there was a tree. And that's all the boundaries we needed, really. Because we knew that if you get the ball past uh, the fence post at one end, got a touchdown. If you're going the other way, and you got the ball past the football at the other end, you got a touchdown. Uh, but those are all the markers. Now, there was another fence post that was kind of on the other side of the field, but it was kind of uh, set back uh, several yards, and so you kind of had to eyeball that one. And it was not uncommon at all for us to be in a game uh, when uh, there would be some sort of a dispute as to whether or not you were inside or outside of the boundaries. You know how that works. Hey, he got a touchdown, I got a touchdown. No, uh he got tackled short. Well, uh, one guy's standing over here looking at the fence post. Another guy's over here standing looking at the fence post. And this guy says, yeah, he got over. And this guy's over here going, no, he didn't get over. There weren't any lines there. It was all everybody's opinion. It was just simply a matter of opinion as to whether or not you were inside the boundaries or on the outside of the boundaries. You could have your own truth. You could determine if you were in or if you were out. Same thing on the side. You know, oh, he went too wide. He, he ran way around me. He went way, he was out of bounds. He was out of bounds. How do you know I was out of bounds? You know, uh, there was no line there. There was no boundary there. How do we know you? If you're in the bounds or out of bounds, the boundaries must be set. The commissioner has given the boundaries. Guess what? That football field, 100 yards long, no longer, right? The boundaries have been set. Parents, dads, your job, set the boundaries. Your job, set the boundaries. Set God's boundaries for your kids. That's the thing. If you don't, it's chaos. It's anybody's opinion matters. It's your opinion matters as much as my opinion. Without the boundaries, without the lines, you have to set about a question. Dads, parents, do you set the boundaries in your home or does your child set the boundaries? Do you set the boundaries or does your child set the boundaries? Are they asked opinions about matters, or are they told this is what's going to... What time is bedtime? Is, is there a mark on the clock that says this is bedtime, or is that a whatever-you-want kind of boundary that's set? Do you set the boundaries, or don't you set the boundaries? Question, here's a hard one. Oh, this one, a punch right in the gut, right? Do you 
take your kids to church or do your kids take you to church? What's that mean? Do you on Saturday, do you say to them, tomorrow morning our family is going to get up, we're going to have breakfast, and we are going to go to church, and you take your kids to church, or do you wake up on Sunday morning, how are you feeling? You want to go to church today? I know we were up kind of late last night. Do you want to sleep in? You want to go? You want to? Do you take your kids to church? Have you set that boundary? Or do they take you? That's a hard question. But without boundaries, it's chaos. Without boundaries, you don't know where the line is. Without boundaries, it could be anybody. anybody's rule goes. No, he's inbounds. He's always out of bounds. Who cares where the boundary is? I say this, you say that. There's got to be boundaries. It's got to be a groundskeeper in the house that says this is the boundary. The commissioner has set the bounds. I answer to God. Do you tell your kids what they can watch on TV or what they can stream or do they tell you? Do you tell your kids what music they can and can't listen to or do they tell you? Do you have any idea what they're looking at on the internet? Or do you tell them or do they tell you? There has to be boundaries. And it's the groundskeeper's job to establish the boundaries in your home And the answer to the commissioner, and the commissioner says, these are the boundaries, this is the parameter of the field, and you mark the boundaries, and you hold them to the boundaries. Here's what the Bible says. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. Tell me if this doesn't make sense. Train a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not turn from it. Dads, you've got to pay attention to the commissioner, and you have to set the boundaries. There's another guy, there's another guy or girl, another guy or girl, and the game does not take place without this guy. Watch this. have missed at least a game with an injury. Three have been lost for the season. A hold against the Wolfpack. Tony Brown, Anthony Hill, Javon Walker, all gone. Two of them offensive players. Anthony Hill, one of the the preseason first-team All-ACC tight end. Block in the back as Tom O'Brien looks on. Tony Brown. Personal foul. 69. Offense. He was giving them the business. We play with them. the business uh, your, your kids your kids ever I remember when you know my kids are all little and at home sometimes my kids would give me the business right and they try to push back or fight back or tell me this or that the other thing you're giving me the business right and so hey here's the thing sometimes your kids try to give you the business what's your job you got to throw the flag hey, you got to blow the whistle uh, you gotta, you gotta let them know. You gotta be the rule enforcer. That is the job. That is the job, Dad. It's your job to be the ref. It's your job. When your kids show up and they say, "Oh, you know, uh, I broke curfew. I broke curfew last night." Uh, uh, you break the rule, 
I throw the flag. You break the rule, I blow the whistle. I was out past curfew, and so you got to throw the flag. Uh, they, you tell them to clean up their room, and they say, I'm not going to clean up my room. It's your job to throw the flag. Uh, they disrespect mom or they disrespect their siblings. It's time for you to blow the whistle. It's time for you to enforce the guidelines of the game because those rules come from the commissioner. And then uh, the groundskeeper's got to set up those boundaries. And then the ref's got to be there to make sure that they're... Can you imagine what it would be like if the referee wanted to be best friends with the players on the field? And the guy steps out of bounds when he's running down towards the end zone. And he says, oh, yeah, you didn't mean to step out of bounds, did you? You know, uh, you, next time, just make sure you don't do that next time. It's all good. Don't worry about that, right? All of a sudden, a guy jumps across the line and just cremates a guy on the other side. And he jumps across before the ball was snapped, you know. And he goes over into the guy and kind of taps him on the back and says, oh, I know you didn't mean to. You didn't mean to do that. It's okay. Next time, just, you know, just do it by the rules next time. It's all good. It's okay. Because I want, I want us to be good friends. I want us to be buddies. I want us to be pals. We're in lovey-dovey. It's all good because if I, if I discipline them, if I throw the flag, if I blow the whistle, they might not like me if I do that. Can you imagine the kind of chaos that would take place on a football field if that's the way the game went down? Dads, you're the referee. Sometimes the job requires throwing the flag, blowing the whistle, enforcing the rules. That's what we are called to do. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 15. Now listen to this. Folly. What is folly? Well, that'd be chaos. That'd be giving them the business on the football field. Folly. Folly is bound up in the heart of a child. But the rod of discipline will drive it far from them. Listen to this. This is me. To discipline a child is to not allow them to go against your instruction. To discipline a child is to not allow that child to go against your instruction. When you say it's time to go to bed, they go to bed. And if they don't go to bed, it's your job to not allow them to disrespect you. One of the Ten Commandments. Honor your father and your mother. That's the job. That's the role. Sometimes you got to throw the flag. Sometimes you got to blow the whistle. Sometimes you have to enforce the rule. You can't let your child push you around that way. I remember vividly and clearly wrestling with, oh, I know they shouldn't have, but wanting to be, uh, uh, give them, cut them slack and all those things. And sometimes as they get older, those become conversations that you have because you know But when I was little and when my kids were little, this is the way it went down for me and this is the way it went down for my kids. When they were little, when they were little, 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 two, three, four years old, five years old, probably up through first grade, went down like this. Uh, I'd do something wrong and my mom would say, wait till your dad gets home. So I knew I was in trouble. I knew I was in trouble. I knew that, uh, you know, uh, I had uh, stepped out of bounds somewhere and that the referee was going to be coming home. And then uh, what would happen when my dad would get home and uh, is that uh, I would get sent to my room, get sent to my bedroom, and then I would hear my mom and dad out there chatting about uh, the infraction that I had uh, done earlier that day. And then my dad would come in, and in, in the, oh man, this is horrible, <clears throat> in the kitchen, in the kitchen was a drawer, and inside the drawer was the paddle. 
they had a paddle, right? And, uh, and so uh, my mom, sometimes she'd just go over and open up that drawer and as it, you know, because I knew what the paddle meant, right? And, uh, but here's the way that goes. My mom never once used the paddle on me, but my dad, see, that was my dad's job. And so, uh, and so I'd get sent to my room, I'd hear them talk, and then my dad would come in the room with the paddle. And he'd stand there, and then uh, I'd be usually be sitting on the bed, kind of like this, uh, you know. Because and uh, and uh, and my dad would say, "All right, your mom told me that you know that happened today. Is that true? Did that happen today? Yep, yep, that happened. Yep, yep, yep. You know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know." And he'd say, "Well, uh, you know what's going to happen now." You know, I said, I know, Dad. And so I'd have to turn around, and I'd have to lay and put my belly on the bed, and then he'd whack, you know. And he'd give me two or three, and they'd sting, you know, and I'd be like, yeah, I don't like that, right? And then he'd say, all right. And then he'd turn around, I'd sit there, and he'd look at me. He'd look at me in the eye and say, now, Steve, you know that I love you. You know that what you did was wrong. Yep, 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 you know. And then he'd leave. And then when I kind of quit doing this, (laughs) then I could leave the room, right? And you've seen it. But I knew, I knew that there were going to be flags thrown, whistles blown, and that my dad was more interested in me becoming a guy that would grow up and pay attention to the rules that the commissioner had set than he was interested in being my best friend. You grow up, and then guess what? They become your best friend because you know how much they love you. Here's the deal. You want to play football? Everybody answers to the commissioner. You want to play football? The boundaries have to be set into place. You want to play football? There's going to be somebody there that's throwing the flag and making sure that everybody is stepping up and playing the game by the rules. Dads, that's your job. Have your kids pay attention to the commissioner. That's your job, dads. Make sure the boundaries are clear. Dad, that's your job, to throw the flag. Now listen, there's another one, another one. You can write this one down. It's not a line in your bulletin, but there's somebody else in the game. That person is the coach. That person is the coach. And here's what we know. These two teams, and if you like a good game, and uh, and and you like it when there's just a lot of uh, there's a lot of playoffs, you know, win or go home. There's a lot on the line, and everybody towards the end of the game, their emotions are in it, and it's raw. And and the coach is over on the sideline, he's screaming at everybody, and the players are out there, and they're mad, and they're hitting harder, and they're it's just more intense and more involved, and and the game gets uh, more accelerated, and and they get down to the wire, and you know the passions are there and it's close and you want to have the victory and, and they, they step in and, and they're just fighting and they're battling and, and they're sweating and, and they're bleeding and it's because there's a battle. They want to win. They want to win. They want to win a trophy. They want to win a prize. They want to win money. But the stakes are much higher than that. The book of Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. We are in a battle, and the consequences of the loss are being lost and away and separated from God and in hell for all of eternity. And the victory 
is to be with Jesus, who loves us and created all things and cares about us more than we can ever even begin to comprehend or imagine and to be in a place of glory forever and ever and ever and ever. The stakes are high. Now listen, a coach, a coach that's doing his job, he's going to be inspiring the team. He's going to be cheering into victory and motivating his players. Dads, you ever talk to your kids about Jesus? You ever tell them that God is good? I want you to, I want you to hear a speech, but I want you to put yourself into the coach's role and you're not telling your family that they're going to win a game, but you're going to tell them that they're in a spiritual fight. And tell me if this won't make a little bit more sense if you took on the role as being the spiritual coach in your home. Are you going to win or are you going to lose? Today, you can know that you have the victory. Give your life to Jesus Christ. Surrender your life to him. Be baptized into Christ. Let your old way of life go. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be raised again to live a new life for Jesus Christ and you can have victory. Jesus will be your wingman. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Dads, I want to encourage you to live for Jesus, to fight for Jesus, to win for Jesus. 
Parents, stay in the game. Kids, fight for Jesus, for he is good. If you're not sure if Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, if you're not sure that you've ever been made right with him, that's a conversation that I'd love to have with you. We sit down, we talk about what it means to be a follower of Christ. We can do that anytime. Right now, let's pray. Father God, we know that uh, our earthly fathers can let us down. Our earthly fathers might not even be a part of our life. But you are the good father. And you love us. And you call us to you. And you're willing to teach us. Father, we need your help. We need your help living the way that you call us to live. And we ask for it in Jesus' name. And amen. Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all?